0: Victor, I'm not sure, sure Jay, how you know him. Victor is definitely going to come on my pod soon. Jay, you still need to come on my pod and probably vice versa. Uh, Victor has African NFTs, and I see him doing a lot of stuff with augmented reality with oh. NFTs, which look super cool. And I don't know if we can share a screen here or if that would really lag it out, but he has these really cool augmented reality things. What's the link? He's, I'll bring it up. I'd have to... Victor, do you want to, can you drop posts. a link in, in the yeah, chat? Yeah,
1: Victor, if you're still watching, bro, drop a link and we'll screen share kind of what you're up to with augmented reality because we don't have to get off on the tangent. We were going to talk today about something. NFT, NYC, the CEO of Celsius is on the run now, like some crazy stuff. But I don't mind checking out um, NFT stuff because Rebels by Night dropped. Mm. And um, if we ever want to derail into why I like that NFT project from a... Um, Uh, a crypto identity NFT. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's huge because Vitalik talked about this in terms of soul NFTs. Have you seen these? Soul ties, soul bond? Soul bound, soul bound, yeah. Soul bound, there you go. Um, Very interesting concept of, you're going to have your lifelong NFT, kind of like your social security card. Yeah, interesting. So we don't have to derail into that, but I can screen share, Jarrett, if we ever have that link.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I Oh, so also... I am. If you hear any weird sounds, which you may hear, I am in an Airbnb in Colombia, and there is a man who came over named Carlos, and he's doing some work on the shower heater, because in Bogota is about eight thousand meters up. It's really high, and if you don't have hot water and you try to shower at night, it can be more of a spiritual experience. if you <laughs> So he's here and I may have to let him in and out and go up and down. Sure. So uh, that's, that's if you hear any noise. Um, I don't really think we have an agenda for the first one. Maybe what we could do is just briefly share what we each think this is going to be because I'm sure it's sure. kind of all different and yep. then go from there. Jay, do you want to talk yeah. about your... Your hopes for ooh ooh ooh. Victor, I got I got go. Victor
1: here. Go ahead yeah, with Jay's and, and I'll
2: bring this up on another okay. screen. But go ahead, Jay. Perfect. Ha. Huh, okay. On the spot, I guess. So, so <laughs> uh, well, I mean, maybe we can talk about like where where this all comes from and something about about the name, and then I can get you Please. guys to jump in on that. So I know. So so Grant, you and um you and Jarrett both both knew each other from before, and you guys have been talking back back and forth. And then Jared introduced me to you. And so I think there were sort of these separate conversations happening between us about what's happening in, in the crypto space and where we think the industry is going. Yes. Uh, it's, it's been some some pretty cool conversations. We, we, we've we all talked at, at, at different times and had really fun with the, really fun, had a lot of fun talking about the, those conversations. And it just sort of made sense that, you know, we hit the record button on those conversations. <laughs> Which is literally
1: what we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: We're, we're all podcasters. We, we regularly mm-hmm. record our thoughts and, and share our thoughts with the world. So it makes sense that, that we come together. And yeah. I think in terms of the not crypto balls, you guys can tell me if I'm right or wrong with this one. But I think that the idea was to sort of go against the grain in terms of what you generally see coming out of these types of crypto conversations like we all have yes the, the diversity of thought and background and we're not all sort of like matching to the same beat you know mm-hmm. we, we bring different perspectives and i think we're all open to having those types of different conversations which is unlike what you generally see when you sort of going to a twitter space where everyone sort of holds the same opinion and they're all sort of holding the, the same bucket of water um, and, you know, hyping each other up and, and chilling each other's projects. It's not really like yes. that with us. Yeah? yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Am I right on that? Or?
1: Yeah, go ahead, Jared. I mean, I'm, you're, I you're, I'm still tootling with this, but yeah, go ahead, Jared.
2: Yeah.
0: I think I love the idea of holding the same water. Cause sometimes I do feel like I've been on uh, Twitter spaces And it's just like a buddy of mine who is one of the smartest people I've ever met, Drew Williams. I don't think you're going to hear this because I don't know if you're into crypto and NFTs. He's a brilliant, brilliant guy. And I actually met him when I was in the Peace Corps here in Columbia, as it were. And one of the things Drew said that always stuck with me was like, if you were in a meeting, I don't care what it's about. He's a soccer coach. So maybe you're in a post-game meeting. If you're in a board meeting, if you're in your nonprofit meeting, whatever it is if you're not going to add something new to what's been said, please don't piggyback because we don't need everyone to just co-sign. And I feel like a lot of times with Twitter spaces, it's a lot of co-signing. And so I'm hoping Mm -hmm. what we do, (laughs) the three of us, we challenge one another. We bring on people who are going to be challenge us. And we just talk about things that maybe aren't being talked about in more of the mainstream things that you see on Instagram rules, all over Twitter, or even here on LinkedIn. I know we're on LinkedIn and maybe in a couple of other places but it's like there's so much more diversity to the thought than I think actually happens. And a lot of times it happens off mic. But what we're trying to do is put yeah. it on mic. And I think what we wanted to do is take from uh, I believe, yeah, the podcast is called Not Financial Advice. We kind of wanted to go with that. Yeah. Oh God, there's water everywhere. We kind of wanted to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my problem, I guess. Yeah. We kinda we kind of wanted to go with that by saying <laughs> if you see, you know, these three male faces we're not crypto bros because that may be your first thing. Oh, look at these crypto bros. So we're kind of making like a satire of it and also definitely hoping on to bring on people from different walks of life. I think normal finance for me growing up as a kid, I never wanted to be a part of it because it was white and it was more upper class. Mm -hmm. And for me, I didn't see myself in that space. I literally didn't see my reflection. And so I'm really excited, I think, here, and it's something I've been actually trying to do with more than blockchain, but to bring on people from different backgrounds to really have a conversation. Because if crypto at its most base thing, where it started as Bitcoin, and Bitcoin was supposed to be money, Mm -hmm. anyone in the world can get into Bitcoin. And that's why I actually, me personally, I like the Bitcoin Maxi community or anyone yeah. talking about Bitcoin because you're going to run into people that that may be the only thing that you actually have in common and this yeah. happens to be a lot. I'm like we don't agree with anything else, but we do agree <laughs> that this thing is you know one of the best inventions we we probably have since the internet was founded. So yeah. Anyway, Grant, I'm going to pass you the rock.
1: Yeah, pass me the rock and maybe plug a hole in the dike in your in your bathroom over there um so yeah jay um i think jared and i actually only he reached out to me on his pod he was going uh, on his podcast and just said hey come on i saw i don't know uh, a youtube or something of me talking about it and then i had him on the show and to Jarrett's point just now about differing views our show my episode that he was on was real estate versus bitcoin if you had 100k would you invest in real estate versus mm-hmm. bitcoin And um, we went on for like ever. (laughs) It was a long show. And I kept it all because, um, A, I I liked the vibe. I liked the energy. But to Jared's point, I really liked um, the fact that I know he's a Bitcoin maxi. I know that um, I am a real estate maxi. And like my show, State of the Spark, right here, I'm all about freedom and not Americanism. Forgive me, but financial, mental, spiritual, true, uh, not being bound by anything. And so I always say this. It's kind of a phrase I teach. um, For those who believe in freedom, entrepreneurship is the default economy. And entrepreneurship is not anything in particular. Um, So why am I like Mr. Crypto Boy now, so to speak, and I have been since 2011? That's because it's the best opportunity. I just saw. Whoa, whoa, what was so funny, Jared?
0: (laughs) Well, I like how you said crypto boy, but not crypto boy and that's all. I just wanted to, you know, yeah, infle- yeah, yeah. inflections matter, that's
1: all. Yeah, inflections matter. <laughs> I don't know if someone in another country would catch me when I call it crypto boy-y's. Exactly. You know, yeah. they're all like, they're all in a Twitter space going, bro. Come on,
0: bro. Bro, if you don't buy the dip, bro, bro. sell your cord,
1: buy the dip. <laughs> but no, we because- had different points of views, and we talked about it. And I was split because my end game isn't to be – Mr. Crypto, my end game is to, you know, you know, fulfill my dream to write more and to teach more. And I'll get there. I'll get there any which way but loose. So for me, financial freedom, cash flow, real estate, it's a big debate. Are we had a lot of good mojo? We were able to hold. I have a really smart guy. Jared has met this guy, Dr. Joe Childs. He often says maturity is the ability to hold two differing opinions in your brain and not adopt either. And and that's what intellectualism is. Mm-hmm. And around crypto, I think we're desperate. I think there's a lot of crypto people who are dying. They go on every Twitter space on the planet, and I think they're dying for a more intellectual conversation. Um, but the name, not crypto bros, also gives us the freedom to bring on not crypto gals and people talking about gold, people talking about tradfi talking about a lot of it as we're scratching the main topic right now which I think is crypto so that's kind of the backdrop there I was able to get Victor's deal up you guys want to peek at that real quick go for it okay so let's pull this up and let me get these screens just right up oh, here let me let me let me do this get this off our faces there we go um so right here this is the link Victor and Victor if you're still watching thanks for dropping this link if not we'll give you a shout or tag you later Um, He's got African art NFTs, and this is kind of cool. This actually looks like a life-sized sculpture. But if you play this, this is augmented reality Mm -hmm. right there. And so that is an NFT, apparently, that you can own or place and still run your own video. In fact, he's doing, uh, it looks like an NFT gallery, where you can do photo shoots and video shoots with some of that. So let's make a note to bring this guy on. Do you know where in Africa he is? Or is, is this in the US-based, but African art?
0: So I'm actually not sure, Victor, if you wanna hop in the comments, that'd be great. I have I, I have him lined up to hopefully come on my podcast. And actually, we may be, we are getting ready to buy in the next China van, huh? <laughs> Um We are, I I think I'm actually going to be recording tomorrow with Victor. I'm not sure, but I do know Victor and I have normally only ever spoke Spanish. So Victor, if you want to drop in where you're out of, that would be cool. Yeah. His stuff is amazing. So this is really right here. This is why I want to do not crypto bros because we're going to get people in the chat. We can live interact. It's kind of like an old school radio show, but we're going to have a audio and a visual component. And as we share it over our three channels, ideally it just continues to grow. And more and more yeah. people hop on and, you know, there's just synergy yeah. because I didn't know Victor was going to be on today. Now he's on. And I've seen a bunch of his stuff with this AR. And I just think as a guy and actually Jay, I'd actually want to talk about this um, as a guy who had the Oculus goggles. And I shared this with you. I returned them after about four to five uses because. Really? Yeah. Okay. So he says he's in, he's out of Pittsburgh. He's out of uh, Pennsylvania. But Pennsylvania. I returned them after about maybe doing six hours with the goggles because i was getting dizzy and i would take them off and i would have to lay down and put my feet up and drink water and take a seat of medicine. actual vertigo yeah actual vertigo and i don't ever you know put me on a roller coaster put me anywhere put me in a small room I, i don't have any of those things so it was kind of disconcerting but one of the things when i commented on jay's post and i said hey this is this was my experience. I had to return them. Jay, I hope they work because I was bummed because I really enjoyed everything I did in augmented and know, uh, excuse me, virtual reality. That's a full VR set. Um, yeah. But so I returned it, but I was bummed because I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to Apple coming out with theirs. I saw just that because I know that their tech is always perfected. Um, but one of the things that was left in the comments on Jay's post was somebody else, and I forget who it was, but they said, "Hey, you know what?" Um, uh, or, or I said, maybe it's because I don't have a history of playing video games. And one of the guys who commented mm-hmm. on Jay's post said, yeah, I grew up playing video games. So I don't know whether it's just me, but one of the things I do know, and then Jay, I'd really want to hear how, how your experience is going is if you have the goggles on and you're looking into the goggles, there's a certain point where your eyes have to hit. But what happens mm-hmm. as humans is if I want to look down, I'm not going to move my whole head. I'm just going to mm-hmm. move my eyes. And here I am moving my eyes, and this looks super weird, but I'm, you know, this is where the goggles should be when I'm moving my eyes. But once you get off that sweet spot, you are going to be in a place that's a little bit blurry. And what I think was happening yeah. was over the 30 to 40 minutes, it compounds. And then eventually I hit a wall, as I would call it, about 40 minutes of use. And it always sucked because I really liked playing around in the virtual environments. And I actually really like playing in Gravity Sketch and creating stuff 3D yeah. with my hands and stuff like that. Yeah. So, JF, I can ask you, how has your experience been? What apps have you been playing with? And yeah, you know, tell me, please.
2: Yeah, um, I'd say my experience was was like yours initially where it was, oh, no, I only see me. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so it, it was basically like, yeah, it was blurry around the edges, right? And, and that was kind of weird. So I did some research trying to figure out like what, what was up with that. Was I doing it wrong? But it seems like that's what, it's supposed to be like there's a sweet spot like you said that, that you can look at but after using it a few times i figured out that i just had it sitting kind of weirdly on my face like i had it pulled all the way down like as if it were like a baseball cap like all oh, it's fat oh down as interesting it but it's supposed to sit on the top of your cheekbones like right here and once okay. you get it to that place then it, it sort of opens up a little a little bit more but then i think over time like we using it a bit more i got into the habit of turning my head rather than moving my eyes i'm and wondering I, yeah i'm wondering how yeah. long it takes to acclimate <clears throat> i think i'd say maybe after the, the second or third time i used it but to, to to your point jared i did grow up playing video games as well so i don't know if that has something to do with it I'm not it, sure
0: I, i'm not sure if it does and one of the things i may have been wearing it wrong I may have just had it. Like you said, like um Jay-Z black album and it's sitting low. <laughs> I may have needed to have it a little bit higher. So yeah. maybe I was just, you know, and I think that's one of the things that I do miss of buying things in stores. And if you've ever listened to any of my podcasts, I'm very much like, we're all going to be buying stuff via the metaverse and trying it on our avatars so. shipped to our house. Yeah. But this is one of the things I miss because having a fit. And I know the Oculus does this actually, because I did a walkthrough, but even then I still didn't get that one thing where you said like, it's supposed to fit, you know, sit right here. Um, it's really interesting what you've just said about moving your head around to see because for me i grew up playing hockey and soccer and i still play soccer whenever my body lets me now my mid 30s but <laughs> when you're playing soccer your head stays here and your eyes will move down to see the ball because if you put your head down you could get tackled you're not going to see everything and in hockey too when you oh, skate, you keep your head up because the puck is also in front of you. And so if anyone's playing hockey, they're going to know what I'm talking about. You never put your head down. The second you put your Surfing head down, you're going to get Surfing is crunched. actually
1: similar. Surfing is similar. Like Tony mm-hmm. Robbins used to talk about like when you're driving race cars. Um, you, know, you ever do the NASCAR experience or hear about the NASCAR experience where you get into a NASCAR as a Rube and you get a driver and you, you floor it. You're going literally 200 and nearly to a person, they they hit the wall. And Tony Robbins was doing this, and he realized that – yeah, Alex says, I can relate to the soccer thing.
0: Alex, I feel you. I feel you. Shout out my other podcast, Boys and Bolas. if you're into the Premier League. That's another story. Sorry, Grant. Keep going.
1: (laughs) So Tony Robbins was like, hey, how do I not wreck this thing into the wall? He said, well, your body goes where your chin and nose are pointed. And so when he says you're trying to drive a NASCAR, you are going so fast. You need to be looking where you want to go, but you're looking at the wall because you're freaked out about it surfing is similar growing up surfing here on the east coast like you kind of get locked in once you find your line on a wave you kind of get locked in and then it's micro eye movements to actually like pivot and then when you need to do a big move you then move the head but your head is moving to guide the body and they said this in basketball so it would it does sound like it would be a a transition to put on the oculus and get used to like moving the the head around as opposed Mm -hmm. to keeping locked in and and being weird
0: (laughs) yeah i exactly i don't want people to think that like when i'm picking up my cell phone i'm just like moving my eyes like obviously i'm
1: moving my (laughs) head
0: but i don't (laughs) know maybe the fact that i i suck at video games is actually like catching up and now ruining my ability to be a player in the vr because i got the oculus and i think i just told both of you this but what my buddy jeff and i are trying we're trying to do and this goes back to soccer to, to alex we run a podcast called boys and bolos and that's definitely separate outside of not crypto bros but what we wanted to do was we wanted to buy land i think in sandbox and we wanted to have our own studio and we just wanted to have our avatars be the podcast you hear our voices but if you ever want to watch it, you're gonna watch these two weird avatars now i still do believe that that is the future of podcasting and maybe I think one so. day this is, that's where not crypto bros turns in and we're just all like 3d little holographic little actual crypto bros, um, but not crypto bros. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I do think that's where podcasting and content creation is going. I don't see a way that it's not, I'm a guy who didn't grow up with video games and I put VR headphones, the VR goggles on the first time in 2017, I was at Facebook and Facebook required Oculus, I think in 2015 for $2 billion, 2015 or 2014 yeah. for $2 billion. Yeah. And I that's was good. OG. Yeah. So OG, and I had them on and I had to sign an NDA and I was actually with my friend, Luz Maya, who's here right now. She's from the Bay and we met up in Columbia just to work from home and hang out because we never get to see one another. And I remember I tried them on and I had them on for like an hour and I did not want to take them off. She's like, no, we need to go. And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm busy like shooting some gun <laughs> at some stupid thing. So <laughs> a- anyways, they're very addicting and I can totally see the future of ready player one, right? Like that's, I do believe that that's oh, happening. It's 100%. just a matter of time. Yeah. Have oh, you, I absolutely ha, have you tried, believe that. Have you tried any VR
1: goggles? I haven't. Um, I, no, I I haven't. And I'm dying to try because I think – so I was going to post this link, and I can't post it here. Um, And the link was to something I showed Jarrett before, Um, Jay. And it was a character who is doing a metaverse show as his metaverse avatar called Xanadu. Okay. And, uh, I, I again, I don't have the link on hand. I just pulled it up, which is why we got laggy for a second uh, on YouTube. But it, it's with the X Xanadu, and he goes by Blue. And he's got this CG character, and he does a podcast from the show. Now, it's all done in post-production. It's not obvious, but he can't go live yet. But when the technology is in place for us to also go live as our avatars kind of seamlessly – that's mm-hmm. when you're going to see a huge come through. And the, the, the equipment is there, but it's still kind of expensive. <clears throat> I There's the link. Say, I was able to drop it in there.
0: Okay, cool. I would say, Grant, if you're into it, Oculus has a 30-day return policy. Now, oh. I returned it after about 45 or 60, and I just ple- pleaded with them, and I think that they are so used to that
2: because yeah. they were like,
0: okay, we'll do this one time. And they sent the exact same, if you're Oculus, if you're listening, please don't get mad at me. They sent the <laughs> exact same email to my boy, Jeff. and We're sitting next to each other, both like, <laughs> it gives me like, yeah, I can't sleep for nights because I'm like in gravity sketch. Um, So I, if I were you, I would buy it and keep it for 30 days. If you love it and yeah. it works, keep it. And if you don't yeah. send it back, the send, you know, the return shipping was really easy. Um. And I think you'll just need a couple of days to kind of figure out if it's going to work. And you can talk to Crypto Bushi because I know that he lives in one of those. I was
1: literally just thinking that. I just yeah. saw him this morning, actually. Okay, uh, I, cool. I, I just saw Crypto Bushi this morning. For those who don't know, Crypto Bushi is, uh, has got a really fun art challenge going. And he's what's he using? What what's app is he using Her?
0: He's using Blender. He uses Blender primarily to create a lot of his work. Uh, yeah, so he's, got, he's on
1: like day 162 of his art challenge, Jay, and yeah. it's all in Oculus. And in at, at the co-working space, it's super funny because at the co-working space, you'll turn around and you can see everyone's offices are glass. You can turn around and Crypto Bushi's over there like
0: locked in locked
1: in (laughs) for like but for a while like i mean he does meetings in there and everything so i i i think we we could even have him on the show that would be that would be super fun to have him on yeah totally that's great and jay did you say you had it and you returned it or you still have
2: yours I, I still have it. I use it mostly as like a replacement for my TV. I mean, most, I don't have cable or anything like that. I, use, I watch like movies on YouTube and stuff like that. So that, that's all I do. Like at the end of the day, I put it on and just watch YouTube videos until it's time to go to sleep.
1: So I have a web design company. And one thought we had was, um, you know, like picks and axes. As an entrepreneur, I'm always thinking of like picks and axes. So maybe this is a question to both of you. I'll seed my idea. And if you have, if you've had if you've thought of anything like this, I'd be super curious. One of the things about picks and axes are there's going to be tons of drag and drop, no code development solutions coming soon for augmented reality and virtual reality. As a web design company, what we thought is there's a huge market for um stock photos stock icons these things exist but -hmm. what about stock ar prefab design themes because right now as a web designer people come to me and they say hey i need to buy a website and they always ask this question hey is it going to cost extra for the mobile site this is a 15 year old paradigm that still is in the consumer's mind we build the website what's called responsive it automatically works on mobile it all. It's basically falls into place. You should never pay extra that you used to have to in in the, in the, in the aughts in like 2000, 2010, maybe 2012, you had to shell out a whole separate budget for a mobile website. You don't have to do that anymore, but what will happen is you, have you ever seen dark mode on a website? Yeah. there's there's a whole different set of code that has to occur for you to flick a website or an app if you have an app that's ever had dark mode like this is happening a lot more with web design similarly it like the website reads what device you're on always like it doesn't matter nearly mm-hmm. it doesn't matter every website reads what device you're on if you're in an oculus there needs to be a whole new set i think of css that, that it's kind of like dark mode or mobile mode, but it's super stripped down and minimalist if someone's in AR mode or it's like a virtual site if it's VR mode. And so we're thinking, can we just come up with this, with the code, the CSS and HTML template networks for that? Because people are going to be onboarding to the Oculus pretty pretty aggressively. But I don't know. You're telling me you're returning it. <laughs> so maybe not. I don't well, know. Well,
0: I, I, clearly I'm a, I'm a special character. I mean, I didn't grow up playing playing uh, video games. And I think, sure. according to what Jay said, which I think is spot on, maybe I was just weighing it wrong. Now I want to go yeah. borrow one from my friend, throw it on, put it the way Jay said. Because like I said, I had it, it was tipping low. Uh, yeah. And so maybe I just need to try it again. But it is something that, Whenever it's figured out, and I and I even think the Oculus in general, I think has a lot of work to do because mm-hmm. the battery was really quick. Mm-hmm. And I got the special head thing, so it was nice and comfortable, <laughs> like a lazy boy from my dome. Yeah. And then I got the extra battery pack. It was like a boba fett situation, but it's still it's still, you know, the battery still went. And maybe I was just in the metaverse and I like where time doesn't exist, right? But like the battery went. So I'm excited for Apple will do one. They're working yeah. on it. And then I also think apparently everyone's making smartphones. So like yeah. when is Solana going to make one? And when's Tesla going to make one? Tesla's been rumored to I make a I saw talk phone. about
1: a Solana cell phone.
0: Yeah. And I think that's crazy. Uh, Jay, have you, I want to throw this at you because I feel like maybe I saw you post about it. What, what are your thoughts on, what are your thoughts on cryptocurrency companies making hardware in general?
2: Yeah. Hmm. I, I have that but it makes sense because the you know it's all sort of like templated at this point right if you, if Walmart wanted to come up with with a mobile phone or a smartphone they could probably do it because we've been doing it for so long and just sort yeah. of like leave the the cutting edge stuff to Apple and Samsung and, and and those guys out there and then eventually you get up there because most people who want to use that kind of tech they just want a few features and so it yeah. makes sense that, you know, if you're a brand and you've got some brand loyal customers to take advantage of the fact that you can make your own tech, that's really why Meta is is making, that's, that's why they're, they're making the, the Oculus now, right? It's so that they can uh, attract more, more loyalty, extract more loyalty out of their customers. But then when you have that piece of hardware, you also get a whole bunch of more information about how people are interacting with your brand yes. and with your products. It makes sense. It's
1: it's literally like a just another matrix plug for them to get more behavioral data. That's a great point. I didn't even I didn't even think about that. That is a huge point. Jared, you sent me a link just now. What is this? I did. I sent you a link because I think
0: that. Jay, I, I thought I served you up a tough question, but you just destroyed that, man. And that was like, yeah, I was going for a He's layup like, and you I just LeBroned it out of my hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just sent you a link, Grant. If you can share that screen while, while I'm talking, yeah. that'd be great. So years ago, there was a bunch of people that bought the Palm. You know, back in the day, there was Palm yeah, Pilot. Yeah,
1: Palm Pilot. Um, yeah. And they yeah. bought
0: the rights to that. And Steph Curry is actually one of the biggest. And he's not the biggest. But he's he's a the most well known investor. And yeah. their idea, I believe it was this phone, or maybe but another phone. But their idea was like, you don't need a lot of stuff. Most people need text. They maybe need some music, and they need like one or two other things. So what you would do is you would have this phone, and I forget. Exactly, but it's like this phone was so stripped down that it would be something you're like going to take out to the club because when the club you just need to be able to order an Uber, text your friend where you're at in the club, and you know maybe oh. take some pictures and that's it. But it was super, super, super slim down, and it was actually hence Palm. It was a much smaller device because for me, the eleven, and I don't have like the largest hands. The eleven, I have to do like. You know, it's like I have to rock climb just to text on this thing. <laughs> so I'm super pumped about this. I still haven't bought one, but it's serious. Yeah. I mean, I don't have, you know, I don't have, I'm not, not yet. I don't have a big hand. So anyways, this was a really cool thing. And I think Jay, your spot on that, like at the end of the day, if you think about your phone and you can all go in, we can all go look at what we use. We use like two or yeah. three apps all the time yeah and Mm -hmm. everything else they're like nice to have but can you do without them? a hundred percent so anyways i just wanted to share this with you because steph curry his warriors just beat my celtics it happens and uh i knew that he was a pretty big uh this was on a 60 minutes a couple years ago where they were talking about how cell phones have kind of gotten out of control you know and you don't need a lambo to go down to the corner store bodega like it's right there you know (laughs) you, you can walk so
1: that's funny. It reminds me of the senior citizen phone, the Jitterbug. Have you seen commercials? Oh, <laughs> I remember that. I remember no, but I
0: know, you know the song. You
1: no, know, there's yeah. just like two big fat buttons, and it's like dial nine one one, call the grandkids. You know. <laughs> so, so,
0: so, so, there we go. There's the question. When does not Crypto Bros come out with its own phone? That oh, the only thing we you just have, should. Well, the only thing you have is move, and there's two buttons. Move. Yeah move to cold storage, buy more. <laughs>
1: Those are <laughs> the only yeah. two options. You, you can't move sell. to cold storage, buy more. <laughs> That's it. You can't sell.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: That's fun. You can't sell. There's no sell button. No, so no sell. that that is interesting. Um, well, we could talk about that later. I just saw that FTX was going to buy Robinhood. You were making yeah. me think of like Robinhood people, but actually FTX came out and debunked that rumor already. Um, oh, that wasn't real. That wasn't real. In fact, uh, FTX came out and debunked it and there's rumor that Robinhood... So Robinhood is at its 52-week low. Sheesh, like buzzer. Yeah. And so there's rumor that they're trying to start the rumor <laughs> to prop up <laughs> their stock price. It's like, bros, <laughs> you couldn't be later to the game. But fun fact, the first crypto I bought was on Robinhood. No, that's not true. In the second wave of crypto, the first crypto I bought, I had to like... How long have you guys been buying crypto? I've been buying Bitcoin since 2017. 2015. 2015. So back in 2011, (laughs) (laughs) there was, I literally, literally you had to like put in hash codes to actually originally like, how the fuck do I get this? I spent, I tell people the story that I originally bought Bitcoin in 2011 around the $800 mark, give or take, in that zone i literally probably spent 500 just losing money just trying to figure out how to do it yeah like (laughs) figuring out figuring out figuring out the wallets i literally was like nobody knew nobody knew like you had to go to to like uh faq boards and go hey i just sent money from this from my bank directly to my bitcoin wallet and it disappeared can someone refund me? And they're like, bro, you gotta convert that. And you're like, what's a conversion? Like it was, it was a different world back then, uh, for sure. But no, I remember when Robinhood came out with Dogecoin, that's what mm-hmm. I meant to say. I bought my first Dogecoin on Robin Hood and I cleaned up. I killed it on Dogecoin and Robinhood for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I made I made stupid amounts of profit on Doge. <laughs>
0: Grant, there there are Bitcoin Maxis listening to this and like, yeah. you know how they say like in, in uh, actual, in uh, Peter Pan, if you lie or something, a fairy dies. Like something <laughs> just happened in the world because you're bragging that you made Dogecoin on Robin Hood
1: i did so some bitcoin maxi's third born child is like no dad and disappears and dies Yeah,
0: <laughs> somebody somebody just ran off the road like the, the, the butterfly effect
1: the karmic wheel is off balance yeah
0: so grant because robin so far down uh does that mean you're gonna buy some of their stock uh, jay have you thought about this too i i don't know if you guys are into tradfi. um for me it's yeah. not but i you know it's an interesting thing if robin hood I don't know. I think Robinhood may have had its moment. I guess that's my thought. What do you guys think? Do you think it's going to continue to do well, or is it a company that's, you know, in the next five years will kind of be bought out and wither away?
1: I'll let Jay answer. I've been talking. Go ahead, Jay.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think there are a few companies like that, that that might not make it, but it all sort of depends on whether or not they can hold on to the, the space that they have in people's minds and people's hearts and in the culture. And I don't think like a lot of companies are really interested in in creating content. They they just sort of want to, you know, sell people products. And so if you're yeah. just trying to sell stuff, like eventually people are gonna forget about you. And yeah. that opens up the door mm-hmm. for for more smaller companies to show up and and, and do some some cool stuff. But wh- whether or not Robinhood in particular makes it, uh, I don't know. It, it's like you said, they, they they may have had their moment. It, it might be like like Venmo. Like, I feel like Venmo had its moment. Yeah. Where is that now? Yeah.
0: I'm very interested because it's like, for me, I feel like, well, in 10 years, I'm just thinking about, let me think about 10 years in the future when I'm talking about Robin Hood. This is where I think it will be. It died out five years before I talk about it in 10 years, which means it dies in five years. And I'm like, you know what happened with Robin Hood? Here's what happened with Robin Hood. Stimulus checks. Everybody and their mama got their stimmy checks. They went on Robin hood and they just started buying a bunch of stuff because the UX makes it look like a video game. And then mm-hmm. no one was losing money because the stock market went from, you know, from a recession, even though it was only a two month recession in 2020, all, to all time highs. Crypto market mm. did this too. A lot of people bought Dogecoin, Like you're talking about, this happened to me too with Doge bought under a cent. It was stupid. What happened? But then they had that whole GameStop fiasco yeah. where mm-hmm. they were messed up on liquidity and had to block people's, uh, you know, uh, taking money out. I, uh, how do you say taking money out? I can't think. I'm taking a Spanish. profits. Um, yeah, when they were yeah withdrawals, and they were trying to take their money out. You know, Robinhood blocked people up and yeah. cost people millions of dollars. And I think that as far as the culture, people are like, no, why would we ever want to play with Robinhood if they're if they have liquidity problems? So that to me is what I think, but I'm not sure, Grant.
1: So I was paying very close attention at the time because I was doing a ton of initial trading with Robinhood. And they, in the GameStop fiasco, they actually did not block withdrawals ever. They only blocked new buys. So well, was that
0: it? So I'm wrong.
1: Well, that, there is that myth, right? Like, oh man, they're completely centralized. And it's like, this was a situation where centralization was actually good because people were buying GameStop at the high and they said no more. And it, there was a liquidity issue because they were overbought. Uh, The the pace of people buying, they're required by the SEC to have a certain amount of float. Mm -hmm. And it is a responsibility thing to say, listen, you can never sell more than float. Because if you sell more than float, you can't make everybody whole that wants to get out. So they allowed everyone to get out. They stopped new buys until the balance books actually got in. So this was a moment where I believe – uh, consumer protection actually stemmed more loss stemmed stemmed it from going beyond but it did get everyone but hurt who was in the Wall Street Bets GameStop stop reddit who were like let's just go f and ham because we're market makers <laughs> and then the myth it, the, the myth that spread is man these guys didn't play fair you're yeah. market making like you're the ones not playing fair and you took people for a ride and and Robin Hood, the only responsible thing to do was to be like, "Hey!" But to Jay's point, I maybe Robin Hood. If we don't start, you used a great word that Robin Hood has never bit onto, and that is content. Robin Hood has, since the day they went public, they stopped their messaging, their content. Right now, FTX <clears throat> um, has content. But in mm-hmm. the form of just announcing that they're a crypto company, right? They've just got a lot of PR. And so right now, all this public sentiment goes over there. I'm, I am not necessarily a crypto maxi. I'm an opportunist. And I double down on human behavior. I believe Robinhood will come back a little bit for a specific reason. Number one, math. They're at a 52-week low. Number 2, they're going to try to compete. They just announced today. I just got the notification. They did announce that they just got Chainlink. And so, they're trying and they're institutional and they're going to they're going to do what I call fat fingers. But let's say they they go from $9 in change wherever they're at right now to this 52 week low. Let's say they only come back 12%. To me, for me, I'm looking heavily at TradFi right now. And, and the reason is, is everything's at 52 week lows. The last major investment moolah, me and Marissa, my wife, Jay, uh, made, we had a little kitty fund set aside for when the market hits, hits uh, when the shit hits the fan. And the beginning of the pandemic, everything was at a 52 week low except crypto. So I'm not going to buy into crypto. Where am I going to look? Where it's at its low. TradFi is at its low. Now, I didn't buy willy-nilly. We set a few parameters. We bought we, – um, in Think and Grow Rich, it talks about a guy that was – when, when um, the um, Black Friday in the 30s, when the Wall Street tanked, they borrowed 10K, and they bought $100 and 100 cryptos. They lost 99% of, the, uh, 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 of their buys, and 1% of their buys absolutely took off. This is me and Marissa's philosophy. We 3X'd our money in 13 months. We bought our investment property on those returns. My point is if you get hung up on a particular asset class, even if you're great at that asset class, Michael Saylor, you know Bitcoin inside and out. Well, what are you going to do in the down markets? Dollar cost average and twiddle your thumbs. But if you are just a master of principles, this is my philosophy then you can move in and out of whatever market's opportunistic at the moment. Yeah. And so right now we're looking head, All that's a long, stupid answer, to We're looking heavily at traditional markets. We're looking heavily at um, Nintendo. I made stupid on Nintendo just before they launched Pokemon Go because I'm a big nerd and I love the idea. Um, but Nintendo, Pokemon Go bought Facebook at $33 um, back in the day. Um, and then now we're looking at Tesla again because I think they're gonna split again.
0: They're gonna split early August and they're gonna yeah. split to five. And there is, th- I it's the one I shared with you, Grant. The yeah, one you about did. Yeah. the it's this guy Invest Answers and he has one of the best YouTube's. I think I started watching him, he has like 40,000 subs now, he has half a million subs, and yeah. rightfully so. He's a guy who I look and I'm like. You're doing the work. You're bringing unbelievable value to your community. Yeah. Good on you for yeah. getting the subs. And he's basically like, if you get 10 Tesla stocks, 10, 10 stocks of Tesla before August, each stock's about $700. So you're looking at $7,000. This is not yeah. any small amount of change. No. Nope. Then when it goes to uh, one to five split, then you're going to have 50. And according to Kathy, Kathy Woods from ARK Invest, She says that due to her price that she's putting on Tesla stock, you need about 45, you need to be holding 45 stocks of Tesla to have a million dollars by the year 2030, which is an absolutely fascinating idea. So, what I'm saying to you today is once again, this is not financial advice. We are not crypto bros. It's to say (laughs) that if you put in $7,000 into the machine, Maybe in less than eight years, you may have a million dollars. Now yeah. a lot is gonna happen there, but I think Tesla is so undervalued. My father got in early because he was one of the first people in Massachusetts to even have a Prius. So oh, he wow. was all on this like electric kick. So when he saw Tesla come out, he was like, Oh, that's easy yeah. and put some money in. Um, and you know, yeah. when you buy low and then you wait long enough and it's a good idea. And I think that's another one that's just absolutely gonna be crazy. I had thought about the Nintendo one, only because once again. I am so video game agnostic, but I do know that it is growing at a crazy, crazy, crazy pace. I think, oh, what did I hear the other day? It was like gaming is like a hundred and I think this guy was saying game was like $180 billion industry, but that by 2030, it's like 700 billion, which I still think is conservative. um, If everything with VR and AR happens, Mm -hmm. because like I can totally see a future where Pokemon Go comes back. Everyone has their yeah. AR goggles, so you're able to walk around mm. normally, and then you hit that button, and then all of a sudden you're running after a Charizard. So, yeah. like <laughs> I I see that future. Um, well, so. you know,
1: you know why I knew about this? This was not because I knew about Nintendo. This was because Google had a gaming arm called Neantic. Do you remember this? Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. Jay, do you remember this? This I, so I know about Jay, Niantic, you remember. Yeah. They were actually really cool. They had a game, and I forgot who they did it in partnership, but it came out of Google Ventures. And they were pulling the Google history database for historical sites. And they had a game, kind of like Pokemon Go, where they had stations. But these stations were just pulled from Google's database of historic sites. And you'd go, and they just did an AR layer on top of it. And it looked like... It, it didn't have great graphics. I forget the name. of. I need to remember the name of this. But I was paying attention to Google X. So – but this – the only reason I bring that up is not to impress any viewers or your guys but to impress upon everyone. To me, it's principles, and the best principle is grow what you know. And so everyone looks like – I, you know – facebook if grant got facebook at 33 dollars, yeah the story behind the story is i sold it at 100 like an idiot you know and i we took that money and and moved to the dominican uh republic for a year and that sounds fun but i kind of regret selling when i did you know um Mm -hmm. but i knew the tech at the time google we were gonna buy google glass but instead marissa my wife challenged me well hey instead of google Glass, why don't we just buy that much in google stock and we did and it split twice. And it's like, okay, so grow what you know. And because of that, I was paying attention to Google Ventures. And that's let and Google Ventures, Niantic spun off to its own private company. And then yeah. they announced a partnership with Nintendo long before Pokemon Go came out. And then I was like, I'm paying attention. That's why I bought Nintendo. So following your nose, I think, like you with soccer, uh, Jarrett, or Jay, I don't know much about your personal life. But whether it's podcasting technology or whatever you're into, I really think you should follow your inten- uh, your intuition and your interests more than anything. And, and that's what's led me. I'm interested in real estate. I believe it or not, I'm interested in it. And that's what's led me into some of my real estate investments. So I don't know. Yeah, I only say that to say follow your interest because it sounds super genius like predicting the future. And it's like, I don't know, Warren Buffett, he called it. What does he say like? Nearly everything is set to go up based on the math of supply and demand. So why not just stick with something you like? What are you what's your thought there, Jay? Did you have a thought?
2: Yeah. Well, I actually I gotta I want to ask you this question because I sort of have this theory in my mind about how you make wealth. And you you obviously can make a ton of wealth by investing because your money can increase exponentially. But I sort of feel like it, in my heart, I feel like I don't want to bet on somebody else's company. I want to bet on myself.
1: I agree with that. And
2: if I create my own company with my own idea that there's there's a higher, like the likelihood of higher potential is there. I don't know if I said that right, but you know what I mean? Like you can probably um, get, get your money to a, to a higher place if you invest mm-hmm. in yourself. What do you think about that? Jared, I've been talking. Do you have an answer or is that directed at me directly?
0: Is that is oh, that is that directed oh. okay, I'll I'll go I'll go to give Grant some some respite here. Uh, so this just reminds me of a J. Cole lyric from his latest album. And he says, if I'm betting on myself and I completely double down and i just totally eat that for breakfast because i feel the same way i think <laughs> the only asymmetrical bet you kind of have in this world is just investing in yourself and i know that that sounds like super cheesy and kind of tony robbinsy like i'm standing on a stage like you can do it like si se puede todos it. pueden but it's really serious like <laughs> you at the end of the day that's it right like this your life is a lifelong art project and every day is kind of like a show and tell Uh, and so you kind of have to show up and, and, and put something together. And it's been interesting because I'm at a point in my career, I throw career in, in quotes because I haven't never really had a straight line. I've done a bunch of different things. Um, I do feel like a Jack of a Jack of all trades, um, but right is better than a master of none. And I feel like maybe the two of you also feel the same way and, um so yeah i completely feel that way i mean i'm trying to build more than blockchain and part of building more than blockchain is doing something like this starting a completely new venture with two people this is there's nothing more web three i've ever done in my life than what we're doing right now i've never met you two you yeah. two guys could be some weirdos right yeah, i don't yeah, think yeah. so. They are. Yeah, but yeah. like yeah like maybe we're all sitting in a cafe one day and we're like wow we really don't like each other yeah um, but, uh, That to me is is really where I'm I'm really excited for right now because I don't I just think that like if 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 we're gonna and I don't want to sound like Kiyosaki here but it's like getting a degree getting a job and then thinking that's gonna solve your problems is not gonna work in a world where the U.S. government prints money when they want to yeah you're always going to be trying to get up higher the corporate ladder you're never all you know you're always going to be and when you're ever working in a corporation which is great I mean I work for one for my nine to five. The money that I take home at the end of the day isn't always reflective of the amount of value I put in, but that's just the contract I have with the company. Yeah. You know, they say, Hey, we're gonna pay you this many, this many dollar bills for your work. And I say, Okay, but when I'm doing it for myself by building with you guys, building more than blockchain, grant, I know you have a bunch of company under under the Spark Nation. Jay, I know you have the Web3 Podcast Network. These are things that no one can take away from you. And at the end of the day, more than blockchain, no one really knows about it, but It's something that i see a future and i know i'm building and i have a five-year plan now and i'm just like hey this brand you can't take it away you can take my computer you can take my laptop you can take my mic i think for me in the future for me now even building wealth is all about finding things that have a global reach and a global interest because this Mm -hmm. anyone can listen to this and i kind of sound like uh naval ravikant where he talks about how if you want to be really wealthy i think this really stuck with me it's like you have to be able to sell And you have to be able to build. And those that can sell and build crush. And the best example, probably in our lifetime, is Steve Jobs. Now, people will say, oh, he didn't do all of the work on the, you know, he was just kind of like the brain, but he had to do enough Mm -hmm. to be able to say that that's right, that's wrong. And then as far as the salesman, I mean, he's Steve Jobs, right? Give him a black, uh, a black, a black turtleneck. Yeah, and he could sell (laughs) an Eskimo ice. So I think. Those two things are really what I'm interested in. And so building for me now is more than blockchain. And I do admit, I suffer on the sales side of that equation to wealth that Naval Ravikant does lay out. Um, I'm not the best salesman. I think I'm really good at creating partnerships and finding people and saying, hey, one and one equals seven, like, the, like what we're doing, right? One, one, and yeah. one probably equals like 10 or 12. Yeah. But um, as far as selling a product or a service, I've never really been good at it. So yeah. I, I think that's where maybe in my own wealth journey, I'm trying to become a better salesman, but I also think the best salesman, the reason why is because they're pushing the best product. And that's why I'm so excited to build more than blockchain. Something that, you know, hopefully I can, I can, you know, get paid for one day, but grant.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes. So short answer, cause I can be long-winded is absolutely Jay. I, I think, I think you have to build yourself. Now you had a a, mm-hmm. a, a coupled question though. And that was, you know, um, building yourself versus building someone else's wealth. And yeah. so what that, when people usually share that thought, what they're, what they're getting at is build your own business. And, but, but you, you, you caveated or you changed it a little bit and said, build yourself and maybe you meant build it yourself. But what I was hearing was build yourself up. And I, I like the fact that – I appreciate the fact that you you gave it a little bit of that spin because I, um, I'm now – I've now built enough businesses. I don't know about you gentlemen, but I've been building some type of business since I was 22, and I still have not built a, a seven or eight. That's not true. I, I built two seven figure ventures, but both were stolen from me and I never manifested that money. And I learned some hard lessons that way. Since then, I haven't built another seven figure standalone, what we understand as business. Assets, that's a little bit different, but assets don't take me to Italy necessarily, you know? Um, but my my real ambition right now is to build an eight figure company a because i think we need to but b i like that i like that metric it's an arbitrary metric but i like who i have to become i like the picture of who i have to mature into to become that person but i say that as context to the answer and that is i'm realizing the limitations of building it yourself and i'm i'm really losing interest in building up A business, I'm really interested in partnering. Because for me, where I have seen my businesses fail or not achieve the outcome I wanted, even though I might have made a lot of money from it or some money from it or had some freedoms from it, the limitation I am encountering big time is the limitation of my true ability to empower the people around me the way Steve Jobs did. And Uh, not the way he did, but because you brought it up, Jarrett, the way he did to truly empower people to achieve their greatness, to truly empower people to see a vision. I I've been a vision caster, but I am realizing like you mentioned Robert Kiyosaki, the ESBI, the cash flow quadrant. I'm no longer really interested in the S quadrant at all. And I'm losing interest in the B quadrant. I like the idea of investing in people. Maybe it's my season of life. Maybe it's just a more leveraged activity and I'm sick of being a business owner. In the back of my mind, it's because the skill I want to acquire of truly launching people. And so, Jay, the answer to your question is, yes, build yourself up. If you've got to take the journey through self-employment, great, but not everyone does. My wife just got a J-O-B mm-hmm. because she wants to build herself up. She's been doing entrepreneurship with me, and she's hitting her lid. So she's going into self uh, into employment to learn a new set of skills. And so I think we need to admit that no one's journey, there is no prescribed journey. But if you do what Jay said, cultivate yourself. I think that wealth is inevitable.
0: I I I think um, Grant, that was awesome. <laughs> and then Jay, I want I want to hear where, where where you're on your wealth journey. And I think one of the things I want to rephrase too is that for me, wealth right now is not has nothing to do with money. Uh, it's really based around peace of mind. And my metric right now is how well do I sleep at night? Um, this past year for me on a personal level has been heavy. I've had some stuff and I know at night if I'm not sleeping well, I'm like, well, you know, so what, what, what can I change? And so I've been starting to work out a lot more. That's helping me to kind of connect body and mind and spirit. Um, but for me, like, you know, I have friends that make five, six, eight times as much as I do a year, but I look at them and they're not like sleeping well, (laughs) you know, maybe there's substance abuse. Maybe there's other things. So I think the other thing that like our generations are doing is we are reframing wealth within the society and the context we are because for 50 years ago, wealth is a picket fence, a house, a golden retriever, two cars. You go to vacation, you go to Disney world, you know, I'm up from Massachusetts. We go down to Florida twice a year and that's wealth. Wow. Those people are wealthy. You know, sure. And I think the conversation around wealth is totally changing. Uh, digital mm-hmm. nomads are totally changing this conversation. Now when people can work from home, they're totally changing the conversation. And this new yeah. digital world is totally going to change the conversation because it's yeah. all going to be about what you own on chain, your NFTs. That's how you're going to flash your wealth you know, like how much space in your apartment does your board ape collection take care, like take up. Right. So you don't need this huge (laughs) space anymore. Right. You don't need three cars garage for your Lambo. So I think wealth is also changing. And I think the pandemic also put to the forefront that health is wealth and that no matter what you have, if you are not taking care of yourself in a way that may make you susceptible to a pandemic disease or a virus, like those are things that, you know, you really need to tangle with. So, um, but Jay coming back full circle to you, where are you on your wealth journey and how I'm assuming that you're seeing yourself as, you know, like J. Cole said, if I can, if I'm betting on myself, I completely double down. How is that for you?
2: I, I feel like I've been doubling down on myself my whole life. So like <laughs> uh, Grant, Grant to, to to your point, I, when when I said um, improving yourself, I, I can't remember if those were the, the exact words, but that, that is the way I meant it, but building up yourself, exactly the way I meant it because I haven't necessarily done the math, but I'm pretty sure I've spent over like a quarter million dollars on university degrees in my lifetime, maybe more, maybe close to half a mil. But, um, and, mm-hmm. and, and so like, I've taken to the, what like J- Jared knows the story. So, <laughs> but, uh, I've, you know, I'm now I'm looking at doing, you know, something similar in, in terms of, uh, building a business as well. Right. Yeah. That, I don't just sort of want to be working to empower somebody else's business and, and, and helping someone else to to accomplish their goal and, and their dream and just sort of letting my stuff, the, the ideas that I have, the, the, the stuff that's in my hat just sort of fall to the wayside. Um, mm-hmm. And, we, you know, I, I guess offline we, we, we can talk a bit more about, like, what those business ideas are because it's all still pretty young and fresh. But, but yeah, I... I, I something to, to deliver and so I'm wanting to you know take take it down that path but you know I like something to offer to the world as well and, and it, it's about taking the opportunities while you have them to be able to do that stuff you know I'd hate to be 60 or 70 years old and be thinking man I, I wish I had taken the opportunity to do that instead of just working this 9 to 5 you know I, yeah. I'm sure lots of other people feel the same way
1: yeah no, that's good, and you have to chase it. You know, um, at some point, I believe at some point we call it wealth. I, I was re-anchored on the definition of wealth from the Napoleon Hill's uh, writings, and he wrote the definition of wealth. He called it the thirteen, thir- the thirteen aspects of wealth, and only the last one was material wealth, and. Um, the public doesn't know this. Maybe Jared does, maybe Jay, you're cued in on this, but I just got back from a last minute trip to visit my grandmother who is in hospice care. And, and we think today she's going to go. And, um, I, I'm very comfortable with, with death. Not many people are. And, um, obviously this person offline, maybe someday we could talk about this amazing epic history. This person has had in 90 years of living, but I'm, I'm sitting there and watching this person go and when i'm in these moments i try to look these people in the face and watch this moment of deterioration because i know that this is our inevitable end right and i try to reconcile what is it i want when i'm on that side of the chair and this idea surrounded by plenty of people not necessarily many people but lovingly people even just one who truly knows me and can watch me go out or at least escort me out what they call the dark door right so so for me riches are riches of relationship uh riches of experiences jay you're talking about did i did i try to manifest this thing i remember i'm mr add i don't write i i borderline like struggle with that but i've written seven books and and now i find no better joy than writing And I want to write more just for the experience, you know, and and getting what I can out of life. I wanted to start businesses and live financial freedom. So I did it because I wanted that experience. And the freedom to chase those desires to me, I could I could die having truly achieved everything I want, even though like I have like a whole bucket list, like I want to try this shit and this shit and this shit and this shit. But truly the first world blessing. That what's it like to live on an island? I moved to the Dominican Republic. What's it like to serve Haitians? I worked in Haiti for five years. You know what's it like to? Da, 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 da. I've done these things, and I don't come for money. I was on the street. Jarrett that's a little bit about my background. I, I lived on the street like for a while. Like I, I came from a poor background, and I just say the whatever that is for people, state of the spark, whatever that is for people, I want to facilitate now. I want to now listen to your idea offline Jay, and go. damn what can i do to help that uh we just started helping this guy build a discord bot jared knows a little bit about this investment i'm in um right now to invest in this guy's discord bot because not because he cares about discord bots but he told me about his vision of what he actually wants to do and so i'm like f let's find the money for this guy and let's make this happen so i i love i love that uh jay that you're on that journey now and you still have a normal web2 job too right you still work yeah. at job, yeah. yeah. And Jared does too. And I've been blessed to not, but my Spark website, my, my website company keeps me locked in like 50 hours a week. So I'm my own worst boss. <laughs> you know, I'm a horrible boss. Well, boys, we've been going an hour.
0: You see, you had the inflection. You had the inflection.
1: Boys. <laughs>
0: you almost had it. It wasn't boys. It was boys. <laughs> boys.
1: We're in it. Should we call it our first official stream? I think we
0: call it.